know it's the creator spaces show do you consider yourself a creator yeah i mean in my definition i think it's somebody who creates things in the world i almost started a podcast back in like 2013 it was going to be called creators of the new world i think creators are entrepreneurs but anybody who's creating something and bringing it to the world is a creator so yeah, I would definitely consider myself a creator. And so you mentioned that you've thought about having a podcast, but that what you really create is businesses. Yeah. Do you have any other creative hobbies? Do you do anything else in the creator space? So I've started podcasts before. I think I've started three podcasts. One was like a B2B sales podcast called Real Sales Talk. And then I started one for my newsletter called Rocket Ship Jobs. And I had a, a podcast going along with that called Riding a Rocket, which that was, it was fun. And actually, sometimes I miss doing it. The writing portion, I wasn't that great at. So I shifted to a different business called Startup Job Watch. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. And so Startup Job Watch, is that sort of the main one that you've created? And my follow-up question is going to be, why haven't you made a podcast? Why haven't you just moved that podcast over? Because they sound very similar. Yeah, so they are very similar. I haven't moved the podcast over just because I'm still figuring the direction of Startup Job Watch a little bit. And I'm trying to decide, should I make a podcast that's very targeted? All we're going to do here is talk about startups. Or should I make a podcast that's a little more open where like right now I'm trying to buy a Shopify business. I want to have a podcast that, hey, look, Roman is somebody who I talked to about acquiring Shopify stores. I'd love to have him on my podcast and just talk to him about the process and let everybody else listen and get to know it. So I just, I think I'm at a decision dilemma. I'm just waffling around, which is good. Yeah. I think sometimes if you're not certain of your direction, you have to be willing to go through that process. And one of the big yeah. les lessons I've learned from the creators on the show so far is that if you keep creating, specifically if you keep writing, that eventually you find the path you're looking for. I don't yeah. know why the writers seem to get it done a lot faster, but I think because they think before they speak and we podcasters just keep talking. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I believe that you just got to go forward. I need to take my old advice, maybe just start the podcast, start going forward and the direction will show itself. So got a few different projects going. How do you look at building audience across them? Because you've got obviously a personal brand, then running a job board like that. I've got to imagine email is a major factor within your other work. And that's very much an audience building technique. How do you think about all that? Yeah, so largely I think about it through personal brand and I try to let that be the top of the funnel. It's like, if I can grow my personal brand, then I can talk about the other things via my personal brand. And then within the brand, all the different things that I do, I try to build in whatever avenue I think makes the most sense for them. So like you mentioned, the job board, it's email, but then I also have a referral sequence within the email. So hopefully get, you know, get more people to, to send that email out to their friends. In terms of the job, board kind of thing. I feel that is something that people will send out because everybody has a friend who's looking for a job. So oh, yeah. that's kind of how I look at that. And then another thing that I'm doing, and I don't even know if I told you about this, is my father has a home theater business that I'm a part owner of. We'll work with him on. And one of the ways that we're growing the audience there is we have a Instagram page called Digital Home. Uh, and then I created an Instagram page, which is like just a collection of home theaters called Home Theaters Instagram. Love that it. grows a lot faster than our Digital Home Instagram. But because at the top it says run by Digital Home, we get followers from there and we get business through that avenue. I try to think top of the funnel first and then how that would lead to the bottom. 
How do you go about monetizing now? <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of different monetization avenues. One is the newsletter. That's probably my number one outside of like my full-time job. That is the Startup Job Watch newsletter. Two, I'm actively working on purchasing a Shopify app. And that one, we're going to just keep doubling down on it. So right now it makes MRR, but like I'm buying it with a partner. And our plan is just to dump all of it right back into the business, whether that's ads or new features, et cetera. And then once the MRR is at a point that we feel like it's good to start skimming off of, that's what we're going to do. it. So that's not going to put any money in my pocket for now, but it will grow my net worth in a way. But I always want to be learning about different ways to market. To me, marketing is the key to business. If you can get the demand, then you can figure out what to supply them. And I'm always like tinkering around with that stuff. What's your North Star metric for success? How do you know you're on the right path? Because you are doing so much. Yes, I have like short-term goals and then I have like long-term goal, right? But I make good money in my full-time job. I mean, I'm in business, business sales. But what I want to do is create a business that doesn't even need to supplant my entire salary, but makes me a significant amount of money that I don't need to do that anymore, but also frees my time in a way. So like I mentioned, we have the Shopify app that we're acquiring. Right now, it makes a few hundred dollars a month. And to get it to the you know thousands of the dollars that we wanted to get to, I'm going to have to put in some significant work there. At a point, if you can own the market from an SEO standpoint, own the market from like a review standpoint, yeah, that revenue can go down, but you can get to a point where it's, okay, if I put in 10 hours a week, 15 hours a week, what, like this business is great. And that's what I want to get to is like put in 15, 20 hours a week, make $100,000, $150,000 a year. And that would be like, that's my short-term goal. Then once I can like get to that point, right. my next goal is like, do it again, continue to do it. My, I look at myself as I want to be a serial entrepreneur. Like I don't have an idea of I want to retire one day, but I do want to be able to control my time. So if I can get one business that gets me control of my time, then it's like, all right, now look for the business that makes me the millions of dollars. But right now I just want to get the, the business that gets me control. And then I'll look to the next level. I've got to do one step at a time. So if it's all right with you, I want to run down a tangent. My dad's got a business in real estate brokerage that I help him with the digital marketing on. And I'm a really big believer in this idea that building the bridge between these digital and physical businesses is the biggest opportunity in the market, at least mm -hmm. how I see it. Because if you can, say, build an Instagram that feeds a business like that, that Instagram can get people from all over the U.S., and then mm -hmm. suddenly that Instagram can turn into its own business where you're then promoting, okay, let's say your dad lives in Atlanta. You then start promoting a separate shop in New Jersey and you put out one Instagram post for them and they pay for that. So I could see how it could then become a cycle in which, okay, now we've got this Instagram, we've got some proof, we can bring in clients in other areas. Boom, let's go to a bank, get a commercial loan and do a roll up by four others in neighboring regions and then suddenly we're not a single location where one of the largest regional installers of home theater equipment mm -hmm. yeah a hundred percent the way i look at it if you own the demand you can do whatever you want so that's kind of mm -hmm. how i look at it is what i'm trying to do with this instagram account is i want to own the demand for home theaters and what i realized about is when people are looking to do a home theater one of the main things they're focused on is like what do i want it to look like and essentially all i do is take other people's posts of their home theaters that they've done 
and I post them on ours and I tag them and say, great job. And for them, it's free advertising. For me, I'm continuing to grow the brand of Home Theater's Instagram. So eventually I can either say, hey, if you're looking for a home theater in New Jersey, hit up Digital Home. Or if you're looking for a home theater in California, I've got another guy you can hit up and I can sell leads. One thing we're going to do is start selling eBooks about how to build a home theater from the DIY community. Love There's it. just so many avenues that you can go to if you own the demand. And now there's just so many different things we're going to try and just see what the audience wants. I'm curious, did you start out with a lot of this like social brand building or did you start with a few other growth avenues and then pivot over once you either didn't see those working or did and wanted to add a new one? Are you saying for the home theater business? or Yeah, and for your own business, because it seems like you're following the same playbook in both places. Yeah, so it honestly, like, I kind of got into marketing, like, back in 2012. So I started, in terms of thinking about marketing, like, blogging. It was all about blogging at that point. So I had started a blog, and I tried to start building my personal brand that way. So people like my writing, but I'm just not confident in it. So it takes me a lot longer than I'd like, and then that just makes it harder to do regularly. But what I'm better at is what we're doing right now is speaking, writing like quick tweets. So what I've learned, and this is like a Gary Vaynerchuk thing, is understand the platform and then what the audience wants and then just try to put yourself in there. With the Instagram, I've seen somebody had like bathrooms of Instagram and they had like 200,000 followers and they were killing it. So I'm like, oh, that's a very easy thing to do. I can do that really quickly and just start going. Twitter, I see how people are doing like threads. And there's a point I was doing one once a week and that's how I grew my Twitter from 1,500 hundred people to where it is now and i just need to double down on doing that writing on twitter so kind of where my next step is probably my last question for you is if you could send a tweet back to your start what would it be you get to choose the start Okay, if I could write a tweet to my old self, I'd be like, just quit and take the shot. You're 23 years old. Honestly, what's the worst that could happen? You have to go get another job. And I've done that before. I've quit, tried to do something when I was working with my father, and it didn't work out to the level that we both needed it to. And I got back and got a job, and I'm working with my dad still. If you're 23 years old, 24 years old, and you don't have any responsibilities, and you're thinking about taking a shot, like, take a shot. I wish I would have done that earlier. 